Hey everyone, it's Cliff. In a couple of minutes, you are going to hear us talk about a story involving buying new games at Target. I wanted to let you know that we screwed up on it a little bit. So if you go to Target right now and pre-purchase anything from a list of games that we actually tell you about in a couple of minutes, you can in fact save 30%, but it's 30% off of a second game. So essentially, if you pre-purchase one game, buy a second game, you're going to save 30% off those two games together. So it's still a pretty good deal. It's like saving 15% off of two games, but you've got to have you know effectively 120 bucks up front to buy them with. So still a good deal, just not as good of a deal as we told you about. So keep that in mind. I found out last night when I tried to go pre-purchase a couple games and I'm like, I'm not getting a deal. I don't understand why. Keep it in mind. Anyway, thank you for listening and uh, have fun with the podcast. I pushed the buttons and now you can hear us talking. Terrible intro incoming. Yes, we did it. And uh, <laughs> start. Go. What are we doing? We are recording a podcast, <laughs> making it as awkward as possible. One hundred percent. Again, Adam is not here because he's a world traveler. He, he came off, and he left. I believe he is off to uh, the correct term is America's Wang. Gone with the wind, if you will. They prefer the Sunshine State. Anyway, <laughs> the Simpsons. Joke. It definitely looks like a Wang. It does. See. Anyway, episode ninety-seven. Adam Lehner. So. Any problems you have, you blame squarely on Cliff or Dylan. What were you doing in 1997? I got married in 1997. That's right. I knew that. Because <laughs> that's the year I... Went to... Entered kindergarten. Kindergarten, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, September 1997 for me. It's September also... 1997 for me. <laughs> Was it really? Yeah, because oh, you yeah, start school in September. yeah. Wow. Boy. Anyway, it's like that, it's like an alternate dimension. Now that we've done the make Cliff feel old part of this uh, this episode, <laughs> obligatory. It's I guess I'm I'm not super pleased with it, but whatever. Um, we can move on. We're going to today talk about which one of these mice makes this thing work. Uh, we'll talk obviously about what we're playing. We're going to talk again about extra life because I've got a lot of questions about that. Uh, we're going to thank our wonderful patrons because I think I forgot to do that the last episode that you and I recorded, and I feel bad now. So I don't know if we thank those people twice um, we'll or maybe just think I'm extra good this time. We'll, we'll put see. a two outside the parentheses. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to tell you how you can save some money on the fall's biggest game releases. Uh, PlayStation Classic was announced. I'm sure by now everyone's already heard about this, but I've got some thoughts. Uh, you're wondering why Final Fantasy VIII isn't getting that Switch remaster like all the other Final Fantasies? Apparently, hard drive space is to blame. Uh, the Walking Dead may get finished after all. Uh, Dead Cells is getting a custom mode this year, if you're still mm-hmm. into Dead Cells. yeah. Okay, so maybe there is room for three Battle Royale games. I'm going to tell <laughs> you why. And Total War Rome 2 is getting review bombed, and that's the crappy part. But the interesting part is what Steam is doing to deal with it. Uh, then we also have questions from Mansox, Joel Coleslaw. Not Joel, Joe Coleslaw. It's the Joe Cole. Yeah, it's, there's, it's, it's hard to say. Jack Irish, not nearly as hard to say as super hyper mighty weapon man. It's but. Every time. Geektopia and Vinny, of course. And then uh, actually a bunch of cheap free games. We just watched the Xbox Insider, so they announced all their stuff for the month. And then two small bites, too. Is it Geekopia or Geekopia? I think I said Geektopia. I think you There's did. There's no T in There's it. There's no yeah. T. But I, I've, I need to know this. Is it Geekopia or is it Geekopia? I think it's probably Geekopia. Geekopia. I don't think it's like some sort of Geekopia. Greek. Geekopia. I think it's Geekopia. It's probably Geekopia. Or maybe I typed it in wrong. So it's like a utopia for geeks? Could be. <laughs> but that'd be Geektopia. And if you're you're listening right now to Geekopia, this is, this is Geekopia. your Geekopia. Anyway, Dylan, what have you been playing this month? Man? <gasps> and by this month, I mean this week. Uh, not a whole lot. It was a really... 
slam jam packed week of stuff that wasn't right um video games but i did get to see a short film that i shot um on the big screen and it was pretty good you got to see two short films that you've yeah. filmed on the screen. um dylan made some movies and i felt something at the end which is a, usually a really good sign when you uh are very close to a project and then you see it realized and then you feel something as a viewer and you're like, okay, then it's probably going to do well with audiences. So excellent. I'm very excited forward to, see to what happens films. next with that. Um, but as for video games, I've played a bit of Hearthstone off and on cause I can squeeze that in a lot. And, um, I kind of enjoy getting back to this game after I kind of fell off due to the popularity of a couple decks that may have since kind of, um, aren't as frequent. At least one of them is not, and one of them is still pretty running rampant and kind of, I don't... There's certain things I would I would change about the current state of the game, sure. but I think it's better than it was before, and I'm enjoying that, so i am been playing my ranked Hearthstone and trying to climb back up to where I once was. Oh, geez. The rank stuff is so hard when they reset your rank all the time. Right. Jeez. At least if you keep up with it, then you don't go all the way back down to the bottom and you you get some sort of bonus for ranking so high. So I just got to keep up with it. And as cards start to rotate out, uh, it seems like it's heading in the right direction at least. Um, Still playing Destiny 2 a little bit, trying to kind of catch up with everybody. Um, I do enjoy it, so... It's probably when the time comes, something I will invest more time in. Did long-term. you start at like level zero? And I, you're working it from there. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to jump ahead. I want to at least one time experience everything. I need to. I think I'm going to start a second character and play through with my kid. Do yeah. the same thing because well, yeah, I, I'm with you. If you start now, we can. What are you playing on PC? Yeah, I'm going to play it on Xbox. Aye, aye, aye. Sorry, I want to play it on Xbox, Stupid but everyone wanted me to play on PC. Yeah. Um, and I finally got to play Mario Tennis Aces. Now, did you buy that? I did nice. because it was on. It seems to be on sale everywhere right now for Very like cool. forty five dollars instead, um, and I felt okay paying that price. Sure. Um, and it's a lot of fun. It's exactly what I wanted. I wanted Mario characters to play tennis. Um, it has some. It has a, definitely a learning curve though to try to. I don't know tennis that well, so I'm trying to figure out all the lobs and slices and all the different ways you can hit a tennis ball. Um, and there's a lot of cool little, I mean, tricky do's in there. So <laughs> I haven't got to say. play it a lot yet, so I I'm gonna have to spend some more time with it to give an honest, um, fleshed out assessment of the game. But I enjoy it for what it is. It it kind of feels like I'm playing Mario Tennis 64. So nice, but. And that's newer, really what so, matters, honestly. Right. Um, I know there was some hullabaloo about you not just being able to play tennis or something. I don't know. I don't quite understand what people's biffs were yet. Biffs, you say? Beef, beef, biff, biffy beef. Whatever. Um, but, yep, that's probably what I'm going to do when I go home, though. Play more tennis. Nice. With Mario. I like that. Just just Mario. Yeah. Are there other? There's other characters. There's though, lots of characters. But you want to be Mario. Well, that's, that's in the story mode, you're Mario. All right, that's cool. It, it has a story. You are after some crazy enchanted fa- racket. Of course you are. I love the idea that Mario has a, Mario Tennis has a story mode. It's yeah, great. and it, it's, it's pretty okay. That's cool. Cool. Uh, let's see. This week I have been playing pretty much the same things I've been playing for a while now. 
I'm still pushing through Assassin's Creed's Origins. Um, I at this point, my goal is to get that done. I don't know. Forza Four comes out in like what bum, bum, seven bum. days, and That's it looks close. incredible. I, we just watched a ton of video on it. It looks so good. So it'd be really cool if I could get either Origins or Spider Man done before then. And I'm kind of beginning to think that I won't get either <laughs> done, honestly. So we'll no. see. Um, I played some Destiny 2 this weekend. I actually beat uh, the Forsaken story. So that's uh, the kind of the end of the new DLC. It's really good. It's really good. It's a great story. The entire story is just about you kind of avenging the death of Cade. And uh, it's really fun. It's laid out in a really cool way. You get to do a bunch of cool kind of small boss fights before doing a big boss fight at the end. Um, I've been playing it with my brother, Colby, and Kevin. And uh, they kind of pulled me through it, so it was pretty easy, but uh, definitely challenging enough to be interesting. And some very cool story beats and some very cool big bad guys you you get to fight. So really enjoying Destiny. But again, yeah, I wish I – I don't want to say I wish I hadn't used my thing to zap up to level 400 or whatever, but – I kind of wish I hadn't just because I feel like there's a lot of stuff I missed. I I feel very like out of place with that game. Like I jumped in too far into it. And so there's things I just don't know how they work and things I don't remember how they, you know, I didn't get that like tutorial again and I haven't played the game in like six months. So, you know, it is what it is, but it would have been nice to have maybe a little bit of a, a, longer landing into that game. So, but whatever, I've got a bunch of quests still. I'm going to keep playing it. Um, I don't know if it'll keep being a every weekend kind of thing for me, but probably for another, probably at least another weekend until Forza 4 comes out. Um, and then I've actually been playing a little bit of Rocket League. Um, Vinny hit me up and was like, hey, let's do a Rocket League thing next weekend. I'm like, eh, I'm playing Destiny during the day, but maybe we can work out something Friday night. And it, that didn't work out either. But then like late, late, late Friday, I was like, man, I kind of want to play Rocket League now. And I hadn't logged back in since they'd done kind of their big – I don't want to say update, but it kind of was. They changed the way that rankings work in that game. So it used to be that you'd get X amount of XP for winning a game and X amount of XP for losing a game, and that's what determined your rank. And now they've made it so that you still get some rank for winning a game and rank for losing a game. Or, you, well, I mean, you get both. You get some f- more for winning a game than you do for losing a game. But you also get extra points for scoring. You get extra points for doing different things. And so every game you play gives you a certain amount of XP. So everyone got re-ranked, and I'm, like, level 60 on the Xbox. I'm, like, level 35, I want to say, on the PC. Um, but then every game you play, you get to see your XP and get to see which rewards you get. And then they also introduced the Rocket Pass, I want to say, which is like the Battle Pass for um, Fortnite. It's 10 bucks, and then there's different levels that you can get. You know, if you get level 1, you get this reward, and if you get level 2, you get this reward, and so on and so forth, through level 70, I want to say. Um, and it's good through... I'm going to say like November 23rd or November 25th, it's 10 bucks, And I have not bought it yet just because I've been playing on my PC. And if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it on the Xbox. Yeah. Um, but I'm not – I don't know. There's so many games coming out in the next two months that I'm not sure I'll be able to like dedicate the time to Rocket League. So maybe I'll wait past season one and wait into season two. But it's been kind of an interesting thing to look for. And I kind of like the idea of, oh, I just need to play one more game to level up to get the next X. And, I mean, they're all cosmetic things that I – for the most part, don't care about. But, I mean, last night I did get a really cool pinwheel for my antenna that I really enjoy. So, <laughs> you know, whatever. So I've been playing a little bit of Rocket League. It was fun. I, I streamed it last night. It did really badly. But, you know, whatever. Anywho, um, let's talk about Extra Life for a little not, – not a, not a super long time, but I want to talk about it for a second or two. Um, 
So we kind of announced that we're going to be doing it last episode, and I've had a bunch of people ask me about it, kind of what the deal is, what the idea is. Obviously, like I said last week, we're going to play it over two days. We're going to do like two 12-hour sessions. Day one will probably be us all gathered somewhere. Day two will probably be us playing individually with different folk. And I figure we can kind of go in and out of streaming and that kind of stuff. Um, but other people have you know, been asking how they can help, what they can do to join up, whether they need to stream, that kind of thing. And the answer is, is like, you can just join our team. And if you stream, great. If you play with us, great. But you don't have to. Like the first two or three years I did Extra Life, I didn't stream at all. Um, obviously, it'll help you get vis- you know some visibility. Obviously, will help you get some donations. But really, you can just say, "Hey, I'm playing for 12 hours, 24 hours, whatever you want to do," and just hit up your friends on Facebook, hit up you know family members, say, "Hey, we're streaming for this really good cause that benefits children's hospitals. Can you give me 10 bucks?" Um, you know, I just start posting it on my Facebook, maybe you know 30 days before the actual event, and just you know once a week send out a reminder, "Hey, can you help me?" A lot of times, I've actually almost made my personal goal. Before the event starts. And then, you know, uh, while you're doing it, once an hour, say, hey, here's where we're at. You know, we need an extra X to get to wherever we're going. So you don't have to stream. We'd obviously love it if you did. We'd love you if you'd stream with us. Or just play with us. Or just play with us. Yeah, you don't have to be streaming. I mean, I think, you know, when we're doing some things that we can do co-streams, like when we're playing Rocket League, I'd love to get a four-player co-stream going. Or if, you know, Dylan wants to play... Rainbow Six, like you could do a, a four-player co-stream, you know. Yeah. Obviously, we can do those things if we want to, but, you know, it's a lot of – if you're not a regular streamer, it's not something you may be used to. You maybe don't have the hardware to do it. Whatever, that's fine. Just just come play with us. I mean, frankly, even if you don't raise any money, come play with us. Join our team just for the that's visibility helpful, of just it. just so we yeah. can have someone to play with for the Yeah, the and I mean – and if you don't want to join our team, you can still play with us. <laughs> that too. But it doesn't cost you anything to join our team. Um, and it gives you a little something to talk about if you do. So, you know, don't don't worry about how much you're going to raise. Don't worry about whether you're going to stream. Don't worry about any of that stuff. It's really just for fun. And ultimately, you know, we're all hoping to raise a bunch of money for kids. And, you know, the bigger the group of people we have, the more potential money you can make. Like, you know, they always say that, you know, the average person that does this and, you know, puts a little bit of work into it raises about 100 bucks. So... Every person we add, you know, we look at it as like, hey, maybe that's another hundred bucks we'll get. And we're trying to hit five thousand, which is I think eighteen hundred dollars more than we made last year, and a thousand of that was from a single very, very generous donation. <laughs> so we can't count on that exactly this year. Um, but we're hoping to, you know, make a difference for some you know, children's hospitals that really could use that money. So thoughts? And they have really cool shirts. They do. So if you, if you do, I mean, get on board, you're going to have a cool shirt to walk away with if you raise exactly. a couple bucks. So yeah. um, it's fun to wear. and It's just, it's, um, a, it's a cool charity. Yeah, it's just, it's probably the coolest day you can, I mean, help out. I tell really. you, man, it's the perfect excuse to say to your significant other, like, hey, sorry, I, I, it's for kids, sick kids in hospitals. You wouldn't yeah. want me to not game to help six kids in, sick kids kids in hospitals, right? You can play with me or make me pancakes. Exactly. Pancakes and games. Do you think my wife would make us pancakes? Yes. <laughs> oh, my. Apparently my watch has been listening for a while. Um, Hopefully she didn't hear you. For, Is the walkie-talkie on? For the record, my wife will not make us pancakes. Really? <laughs> no. Well, what if you make her play video games and she has to choose play games or make pancakes? She might be willing to make pancakes. If we have a big griddle, I can make pancakes. Okay, we'll see what we can do. I actually have I have access to a bunch of big griddles, so maybe maybe we'll do some pancakes. 
It'll be good. Anyway, now that we've got Extra Life out of the way, please come join us. If you go to BiteMePodcast.com, scroll. If you're on a desktop, it's over on the the right-hand side. If you're on a phone, you just scroll down to the bottom. You can hit our link and just sign up, and it is absolutely free unless you want to get a cool T-shirt. All right, next up is Patreon. So like I said, I think I forgot some of our fine patrons last time, and that was 100% not my intention. So we are going to talk about these wonderful people right now that – that helped fund this podcast. So uh, first of all, we want to thank Alan Schulte with an E. Uh, Austin Palmer, who I still owe magnets to. That will happen this week. I'm very sorry, this Austin. Week, this, this week. This week. <laughs> right? Jack Irish, our good friend from Down Under. Joe Cole Jr., who I mispronounced his name a minute ago. And Kevin Schuld, who I played Destiny with. And, of course, Vinny, who I tried to play Rocket League with and didn't because I suck. Sorry, man. We'll, we'll make that happen. Anyway, those are our wonderful patrons. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. That gets you early access to all our podcasts. Like, for instance, right now, you could uh, be listening to the podcast recorded yesterday about the, all the great games coming out in October. It was a ton of fun to record. You could listen to it right now. You could actually listen to this podcast in about an hour and a half instead of having to wait till Thursday. Anyway, you don't have to do it. It just helps us, uh, you know, do a little bit of stuff we like. Like, I got buttons this week. It's great. Anyway. Thank you, patrons. On to news. For a second, I'm like, I make eye contact. Does he know what we're talking about? I had the urge to cough at the same time. (laughs) I didn't know which one I was going to get away with. News or coughs. All right. So you may remember that uh, Amazon stopped doing their discounts on pre-ordered games. Like now there's like a list you can get. You only save 10 bucks off. You don't save 10 bucks off the actual game. You get like a $10 gift card that you can use in the future. It's not terrible, but it's not great. Um, Best Buy also discounted their their got rid of their game preview or game pre purchase program. It's a lot of peas uh, that would get you twenty percent off games. So into that void, Target has stepped. I, hit the hit the. I was trying to come up with a Target pun. I was waiting. Like I Target. saw, I saw him like, ooh, and nothing happened. Anyway, Target has uh, has stepped into the gap. It's right now a temporary promotion. It goes through September, I'm going to say 29th, yeah. So you've got to do it soon. Like today is what, September 25th? So you've got four days to make this decision. If you want to save 30% off physical copies of game at Target um, from a select list. But the list is pretty good and it includes a lot of games that I think people are going to want. So I'm actually going to just read these off because it's it's not a super long list, but it's it's some good stuff. So if you on the Nintendo Switch want Mega Man 11, Super Mario Party, Dark Souls Remastered, Diablo 3 Eternal Collection, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee, or the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate physical copies from Target, if you pre-purchase them before the 29th, you can get 30% off. If you're on the PlayStation 4, you can get Mega Man 11, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a big deal, Spyro Reignited Trilogy, Fallout 76, Battlefield 5, Doom Eternal, Resident Evil 2, or Rage 2. You can get 30% off of those PlayStation games. If you're on an Xbox One, Forza Horizon 4, don't do that, just get Game Pass. Mega Man 11, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, Red Red, Red Dead Redemption, Red Red, Red Dead Redemption 2, Spyro Reignited Trilogy, Fallout 76, Battlefield 5, Doom Eternal, Fallout, or I'm sorry, Resident Evil 2, or Rage 2, you can get 30% off of those games. So notably, uh, 
Red Dead Redemption is on this list. It is not on the Amazon list. So right now, that's a great deal. That means you can get any of those games for essentially $42. So, you know, if you're planning on buying them and you don't mind having a physical copy, I don't know if there's absolutely any reason not to go pre-purchase this right now. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing Target introduces. I don't know if this is going to be one of those things where they kind of gauge impact and see if it works out. Um, Either way, like, save 18 bucks. Like, you know, I was talking earlier, I'm going to buy Red Dead 2. I'm going to buy Fallout 76. That saves me $36. That's 50% of a new game. So, you know, there's there's no reason not to to do that. I'm not a huge fan of pre-purchasing. I'm not a huge fan of physical copies of games, but... I'm a big fan of money. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. thoughts? Yeah. It's annoying, but... You're right. I, there's just no reason to have to pre-purchase games anymore, but... I just spilled energy drink all over myself. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, well. No, it's dumb. Uh, it's super dumb, but... That's why I won't... I still won't do it. All this Really? Like, you, you'll still... No, yeah. Really? For $36? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Is well, it, I don't really want a physical copy either, so there's like two things working against me. It's... I'm saving money, but I have to have a physical Although, copy. It's like, you know, I the, don't. And actually, now that I think about it, though, I will not buy Fallout 76 that way because I want to play that with my kid. And that if you get the physical copy, you can't do. Uh, you can't share it. You can't share it. So you have to get digital. So I'll probably do it for Red Dead, but I probably will skip it for yeah. Fallout. So I guess there's a lot of reasons to do it not to. But if you like money, money's cool. Yeah. I like money. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. On to the next thing that I think is also kind of dumb. <laughs> it's also pretty dumb. Right? So PlayStation announced the PlayStation Classic, which is a little teeny PlayStation 1. Little teeny. I mean, it's like, it's <laughs> little teeny. Like maybe a quarter size of an original PlayStation. Um, launching March 12th. No, that's not right. <laughs> that's 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 in Europe. It's, it's uh, launching December 3rd, 2018. Um, it's going to ship with... Three games, or I'm sorry, it's going to ship with 20 games, uh, five of which they've announced. Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, R4, Ridge Racer, Type 4, which is the longest, most dumb name I've ever said out loud, uh, Tekken 3, and Wild Arms. Those are all fine games, I guess. Did they really call a game R4, Ridge Racer, Type 4? I believe they did, yeah. Did they not realize that's redundant? I, it's it's horribly redundant and really hard to say out loud. And it's not even like the fourth like sequel, it's Type 4. Yeah, I don't know, man, I don't get it. Anyway, this thing's going to cost a hundred bucks. It uh, comes with, I guess, almost everything you need to plug it in. Comes with two controllers. Comes with an HDMI cable, and it comes with a USB cord, but no plug to sit at the end of that USB cord. So you either got to plug it into your TV or hope you've got like a wall wart left over from like a phone or something. That's um, weird. It's real dumb. <laughs> like, but you know, the thing. I think the thing is, is when. Nintendo launched the NES and the SNES Classics. I was like, this is stupid, but it's kind of the only place you can get some of these games legally. Like, Switch doesn't have an eShop, you know, it's kind of whatever it is. And then, like, six months went past, and then the PlayStation was like, dang, those things sold really, really, really good. I bet you we could do that with some of our old games. Except no. that, except that, like they have a service right now where you could put all these games on and just be able to play them through PS Now, um, or you know, PS Now just announced that they are going to let you play, you know, download PlayStation Four games and PlayStation Two games 
from PS Now and play them locally, which for PlayStation 4 games, obviously those just run. But that means they're emulating PS2 games, right? So they have the ability to emulate PS2 games on the PlayStation 4, which means that they probably should be able to emulate PS1 games. So they could just sell these to you. They could sell you a pack of 20 of these, and I wouldn't have to have another hunk of plastic that sits on my, you know, underneath my TV, taking up one of my three precious, precious HDMI slots. Like, I get it for people that like collecting boxes, but I I definitely don't want any more. I just don't think I've really ever talked to anyone. And don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are people that have. I'm sure there are people that are listening that have, that bought one of these things and play it. Once they played week. it all. I played like, it all. Like all of it. Ninety nine percent of people I've talked to bought it and was like, "Oh, this is cool," and played Pick it like wait. twice, and then maybe pull it out every once in a while when someone goes like, "Oh, dude, you have an SNES Classic?" Like they just don't, they don't play them, you know. Um, it's, it's, a, it's also a generation of games that I really don't care to revisit no, at all because they're Fantasy. not. I mean, that, I th- I could see Final Fantasy VII being the game that people might care to play again. It looks like garbage. But, yeah, I have no, I mean... Those early 3D games do not hold up. Um, like, I would I would give a consideration to buying a Nintendo 64 Classic. The only reason being is, I mean, ultimately, no, I just want those games on my Switch. 100% I just want those right. on my Switch. But the, the difference is, is the Nintendo 64 had that stupid controller that a lot of its games actually made use of. Mm-hmm. So I could see a reason for a Nintendo 64 Classic, and it's also a generation of games that I completely missed. And there's some good there's stuff There's a lot of solid there. games on there. But, you know, the PlayStation 1, I had one, and the games at the time were absolutely fine. Um, but, like, the first five, like, Final Fantasy VII, I, I played, I never got into... I don't even know what Jumping Flash is. Um, I would not play R4 Ridge Racer Type 4 just based on the name alone. Yeah, I'm um, guessing it's a 3D racing game. I, and well, it's a Ridge Racer game. Probably, I mean, like, I know what Ridge Racer is. So. I probably well, just want to play Forza. Right? Oh, my God. Um, Tekken 3 is fine, except I would I way you, rather just play Tekken 7. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want to play an old fighting game, really. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Um, and Wild Arms is a cool RPG, but it's an old you know, early 90s RPG, or sorry, late 90s RPG, so it's a JRPG, so it's probably going to be grindy, and, you know, I, I just, you know, I guess they're, they're going to announce another 15 games for this, and I think it's, first of all, absolutely crazy stupid that they're saying, like, hey, pre-order now without us telling you what the other 15 games are, and with the kind of knowledge being that if you didn't, I mean, you couldn't pre-order an NES, I don't know if you could order... I guess you could pre-order the SNESs, but they sold out super fast. And so, like, kind of what they're saying is you need to pre-order now because these things aren't going to be available come Christmas. But, no, we're not going to tell you what else is going on them. So Yeah, that's a lot of assumption. It's a lot of assumption. It's a lot of assumption for 100 bucks, But Mm -hmm. I'm, you know they're going to sell millions of them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a cash grab that works, I guess. I I also don't think I consider PlayStation a classic console. Like, to me... That's kind of when classic ended. It's the generation before that. Like I could, I could get away with like Sega Classic and yeah. and Nintendo Classic. Those games to me are classic because they have that that retro aesthetic to them. Yeah. The games are all they're. I mean, other than what like Star Fox Two, yeah. like that Pretty, early three dimensional game. Yeah. Everything's two D. Like it all has this classic aesthetic. It, I don't know, like. 
yeah. they can call it what they want. Yeah. But to me, it's not. It doesn't really fit the classic I mean, at console the same time, build. Man, most of those know. games are like twenty three years old, right? So, but I don't know. I, to me, I don't think Guns N' Roses is ever going to be classic rock either, just because it was like even just though they it played gets, on classic rock, right? Stations. Just because it gets old doesn't mean it becomes classic. Yeah. It, to me, the the classic rock era is like. The '70s and earlier, like yeah. when you dip into that, it has a different sound. It has a different aesthetic to it. Yeah, like it doesn't quite like Metallica is never going to be classic rock. It's it's its own thing, yeah. and it, it came after that phase that I'm going to consider no, classic. I agree. So. I agree. Yeah. No. I I don't know. To me, this is just a, yet another hunk of plastic that nobody really needs. But like I said, I'm sure they'll sell a billion of them. So whatever. So question: Is there a single PlayStation game that would make you buy one of these? No. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. I would. I, I would, didn't play a lot of PlayStation, yeah, so I'm, you were just getting born when this yeah. came out. So, well, it's like my yeah. brother had one, but like I, I don't really remember playing anything. And I think any of the games I would play are probably the same ones that existed on the N64 at the same time. Yeah, a lot of those games do overlap. Yep. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I owned a PlayStation. Actually, I was given my my PlayStation by Sony. Uh, I was a manager at Software, etc. At the time, I went to my yearly PlayStation conference, <laughs> and uh, they gave everybody that went a uh, refurbed PlayStation. So I brought one of those home. Um, yeah. I played it some. I mean, I remember playing a couple things, but the one thing that would make me buy this is the Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo was right. on it. Um, only because I can't buy it anywhere right, else. Right, there's nowhere yeah, to play I, it. I have to actually literally get out my... I don't know if I have anything I can play it on. Maybe my PlayStation 3. It might be on the PlayStation 3, but I don't think it ever made it to the 360, and it's not backwards compatible. So, yeah. Anyway, I would play it for that because, God, I love, I love that game so much. I need to play this game at some point just so I understand. I wish you could. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so what one, was that, Is that considered like... A PlayStation game, like is that, no. is, or is that just you enjoying that game so much? Oh, no, and like, no. there's a, there's a, there's a following of people that love that game, but it's not really considered. I'm trying to think of a, what a good example is, like Final Fantasy VII. Like you, you, you it, put Final Fantasy VII with the PlayStation. It's no, like it was, you know it was a those PlayStation things, exclusive, but like um, you know that belongs to. No, it, it was like, very culty. It right. Was, it was. Okay. I mean, it had a very strong following, but it was a very strong cult following. I don't think it sold particularly right. well. Um, okay. But because it, like, a bunch of people really liked it, and then it went away, um, and for years you couldn't buy it um, anywhere. It, uh, you know, it got to the point where it was, you know, hundred bucks online or hundred and fifty bucks online, yeah. and then it came out for. They re-released a, a version of it for the original Xbox, and so mm-hmm. then you could get it digitally again. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's more culty than one it is. It's like, not gonna it's be not one associated of those, it's not gonna it. be one of those fifteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is sad. So well and then they shut down Capcom Capcom Vancouver last week and they were the ones making the Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo multiplayer game. So it's dead now. Yeah, it's a bummer. Right? All right. So we have been talking a little bit about Final Fantasy so far. Um, and you may have seen in the Nintendo Direct, I'm gonna say two weeks ago, maybe three weeks Sounds ago. Right. I don't know. Time flies, man. They're remastering all of them. Every single Final <laughs> Fantasy, like seven through, I don't know, 10, 10 or 12, 12 whatever. 10, I don't 2, know. 12. Those, those ones in the 10, 11, and 12 got real weird, and there was X's and then X2's and whatever. They're all getting redone. I don't know if it's a number or a letter or yeah. a numeral. And I just, I, Roman like, or Greek. I don't know. I got real bored with Final Fantasy after six. Yeah. So anyway, but a lot of people were mad that Final Fantasy VIII was not among the games coming out. So... Um, this is actually a tip from my brother. He sent it over to me. Um, apparently the reason is, and this is from Alex Donaldson, who is a dude who I believe has worked 
at least adjacent to some of the Square Enix folks or maybe worked there. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, the reason is is that there's no source code for it. Um, it was pretty common apparently in that era of the 90s to finish a game and then just go like, huh, well, we got to start done. on Final Fantasy IX. I don't have any room on my computer and just boink and it all went away. Um, apparently, this is also true with Final Fantasy VII, which is why the when Final Fantasy VII was released on the PC, um, it was like weird and buggy, and there were bugs that was in that were in that game that weren't in the PlayStation release of it. Mm-hmm. It was because they actually had to go back to an older build of Final Fantasy uh, from the PlayStation and use that to base as the uh, the code base for the PC version. So they they literally just don't have the source code for it. Um, and it's gone forever. <laughs> so it's one of those things. We actually talk about it on our 8-Bit podcast quite a bit about the idea of game preservation and uh, making sure that that not just games stay available, but that source code also stays available because it means that for anything that's past, you know, like emulation stage, you they may just go away and you you'll, won't be able to play them in other places. You won't be able to play them on new things. Um and it's it's a bummer, you know. Uh, it's a bummer that you won't be able to play that game on the Switch because it doesn't exist anymore. And it's a bummer that at some point, you know, when all the physical media has broken down and no one has a, I don't know what Final Fantasy VIII came out on, probably a PlayStation or a PlayStation Two anymore. Like you, the only way you'll be able to play that is emulated on a PC. And it's not like publishers have been super friendly to emulation so you know at some point in time those things go away and it's it's a it's a problem that's been faced by other industries for a long time like there's a lot of tv and movies from the 30s through the 60s that just went away like uh, literally they ran out of space to store reels and so they burned them you know and so there are movies that just don't exist anymore except in like the imaginations of people that made them or crappy vhs rips that kind of thing so you know, this is this is Final Fantasy VIII is effectively gone unless it turns up. Every once in a while, they'll do an auction and they'll sell a bunch of computers and someone will pull it out like, oh, my gosh, this has the Final Fantasy X, you know, right. source code on it. It happens. It happens probably more frequently than you'd think. But Should have put it on that floppy disk, huh? I mean, but that's the reality. Is like <laughs> I remember, you know, if you figure that Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy came out um, in 1997, September 3rd, 1997. <laughs> And so Final Fantasy VIII was already in development by that point. Hard drives were tiny in 1997. Even uh, even like server hard drives were tiny at that time. Um, I, I remember my first like tech job in 1998. Um, my uh, IT guy at that company had six gigabytes, six gigabytes of MP3s, and I was like, it wasn't just amazing that he had six gigs of MP3s. It was where did you get a six gig hard drive to put those on, <laughs> you know? So, you know, when you think about a game and its assets and its source code and all that stuff, like it just, you know, things like uh, source control weren't really something that people thought about. It was, you know, we have a shared server that everything gets dumped on and, you know, yeah, sure. We put those in a folder somewhere. I don't know where they went. And uh, anyway, that's also what happened to Final Fantasy Eight. <laughs> so weird. So weird. It's just weird. So weird. All right, let's move on to Telltale. Um, we haven't talked about Telltale yet on this podcast, have we? I don't think so. Yeah, so... It just happened, like, 
end of last week? Yeah, so we talked about it on uh, Bite Me QTE, which if you haven't uh, followed yet, is our daily news podcast that we do now. Uh, We just podcast all week now. All the time. All the time. Um, Telltale Games went out of business very unexpectedly. I think last Thursday – um, just shut the doors. There's 25 people that are still left working there, just kind of sunsetting things. But they laid off immediately 225 employees. Literally, Jeez. yeah, gave them their. You know, like it was literally. I'm sorry, we're shutting the doors. You all do not have a job anymore. You need to be off the premise in 30 minutes. Um, they weren't even wow. given time to like get their stuff. They they made them come back to the office to clean out their desks. Um, they had a three hour window on a Monday. They did not give them severance pay. They did not pay them for. Like vacation that was owed, sick days that were owed. Um, their insurance was good for a week after that point. So a lot of people that live in San Francisco that now have no money, which is a really, really, really rough place to live and not have any money. money right. um, you know, average – I saw a thing today. The average rent there is $3,000 a month, which makes me feel pretty good to live in Seattle. And the average rent here is outlandish. So mm-hmm. um, it's a hard, hard time for Telltale. Um, and unfortunately, the the response to that – has some parts of it has been very positive. There's actually been a, a hashtag, um, I think like hashtag Telltale Memories or Telltale some things that have been going around with just thousands of people telling what their favorite Telltale memory is, the thing that made them feel, the thing that made them happy, the right. thing that made them sad. It's been really, really both happy and kind of heart-wrenching to to listen to. But uh, the other response people have been getting is, is well, then how the hell am I going to finish this season of The Walking Dead? Because episode one came out like August 24th. Episode two comes out today. Uh, today is Tuesday, the 25th. And there's two more seasons owed to me and I prepaid all of it. And so there's a lot of, I'm going to say uppercase G gamers that are thinking way more about the fact that they won't get to find out what happens to the zombie people than yeah. the life and livelihood of what is Potentially thousands of people when you figure right. in wife and kids and so on. I mean, and so I forth. get it, but in the grand scheme, it's your ten dollars. Like that's all right. it is. Well, it, it boils down to your ten dollars uh-huh. versus two hundred people, and it's like <laughs> I don't care. Right? Like that is. Yeah, it's it, and it's and it's. I think the thing you also have to think about is that the people that you're, you know, you're complaining on on Twitter, and the people that just got fired are also on Twitter. Like, that's a that's a pretty terrible thing to right. have to look at. Um, I mean, it is a big mistake. $10 times the number of people that oh, might yeah. have paid. Like, that's a big mistake, well, and, but it's... And it's, it's not even just what, $10. It's people that prepaid for the entire season right. for 60 probably, or 40 I don't well, know. Well, no, it's only cost. $25. That's oh. what I'm saying. So for two episodes, it's 10 bucks. Oh, it is well, $10. Geez. It's a $10 error. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, so, it might be $30 for whatever. all. But it, yeah. it's a very small amount of money. But yeah, times all the players, it's yeah. a big deal. Like, yeah, they owe these people money. I mean, on but, the flip side, like this game hasn't been selling apparently, so maybe right. it's not. <laughs> maybe it's not that big of a deal. And that's the problem, right, yeah. is these games weren't, I guess, move, like moving enough. Yeah. Copies and, and know. you know it's neither here nor there. But I guess I guess the good news is is if you're one of those people, um, don't admit that to me because I'm just going to tell you you're dumb. But uh, Telltale is actually shopping this around, so it's a possibility that the IP or the engine or the something may be pushed off to another company and actually finished. So they're not giving a lot of details, but 
they have said that multiple partners have stepped forward. So I think I actually have the press release here. Hi, everyone. We have a Walking Dead update for you. Multiple potential partners have stepped forward to express interest in helping to see the final season through to completion. While we can't make any promises today, we are actively working towards a solution that will allow Episodes 3 and 4 to be completed and released in some form. In the meantime, Episode 2 will release tomorrow across all platforms as planned. We hope to have answers for your other questions soon. So... I guess, you know, like nice, um, as a lot of people pointed out on on social media, like maybe get those people severance pay first and then work on this. Right. But, um, um, yeah. And I guess that's the other thing that's going through newsworthy right now is that uh, it does look like at least one person has filed. Um, there's a federal and state statute in California called WARN where if you're going to do a mass layoff, you actually have to get 60 days notice, which these folks did not. So They might be in deep doo-doo. Yeah, maybe things will resolve themselves, but it doesn't look yeah. like they have any money, so... Right. We will so see. what can they give them? I mean, hopefully, I mean, hopefully someone steps in maybe and yeah. like is able to buy some stuff and give these people some jobs to help finish these games. And I, I mean, know. I think I don't know. I think that the Telltale series it's, is it's kind of run its course though. So maybe I don't know. I mean, like people seem to love them. I mean, I hear people all the time that really enjoy them. Maybe it's just not enough. Maybe they were too big. Maybe they were, were too. Did they, yeah, it sounds like they had too many people and. It really seems like the kind of, of thing that, not. yeah, like an indie studio could pick up one of them. Right. Um, but I think the other side of it is too is that based on everything I've read, like working there was horrible. Like they crunch constantly and have been crunching constantly for years because they're essentially getting out a five or six hour game once a month. You know, that's Right. I mean, I can't imagine the work they're really putting in. Yeah, so it's so. hard. But, I mean, it would be an interesting thing. You know, uh, Vinny was actually, well, I hope someone gets the, the license. I'm like, well, you know, the, the thing is, is, like, they don't own the IP. They just own the, the engine, essentially. Right. So, you know. Yeah, it would be cool if if someone else could get those licenses and do something interesting with them. I would love to see somebody do something interesting with them. I would love to see an indie company get one of those licenses and do something yeah. interesting with it. Um, I'd love to see The Wolf Within uh, or Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us, sorry, um, get done by somebody. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, I guess Netflix is taking Stranger Things though, and is going to have it done somewhere else. Somewhere else so yeah. that that still is going as well. It so. seems like it'd be a great fit for Microsoft and some indie yeah, right? studio to to make these happen yeah. and be a perfect fit for Game Pass. These people could get be, paid on that money, and I'm sure there'd be a large player base that 100%. would play these games. So I would love to see a Microsoft first so, party studio that all they uh, did was make cool narrative games. Right. And that's super smart. It'd be a perfect fit. So yep. I mean that that would be the I mean the pie in the, the sky. Yeah. So let's yeah. hope for that. For either way, people. I mean, best of luck to the the people that uh, that work there. I think that they obviously make good games. So exactly. hopefully, there's another opportunity out there for them that's better. Yep. So. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Um, Dead Cells. You still playing it? Um, I'd like to play it more. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, like I, I was playing it off and on after I played it a lot. Like it gets, so it ramps up. God, it gets so hard. hard at the it end gets there, so hard. So. And like, I think the thing is, I think I kind of dropped off right before I was going to get frustrated with it. Um, right. I still have very fond memories same. of it. So <laughs> I feel I'm really jump, good about the I'll money. I'll jump aspect. back in for sure. And that's exactly what I keep thinking. I'm like, I should jump back into Dead Cells, but I think I'm going to jump back into Dead Cells like next January like as when I kind of run out of things to do in Fallout 76 right. and I'm not quite to playing like uh, Kingdom Hearts and Anthem and all the stuff that are coming out like end of January and February maybe I'll have like three weeks there the first yeah. of January or if I have to get on a plane soon or something yeah and I bought it on PC so oh well um, that would have been smart I could have played I'm going to Walt Disney World in three yeah. weeks oh well um, anyway it is uh, 
it is going to get a custom mode uh, before the end of the year. So a lot of what that'll do is, like in Dead Cells, you unlock weapons and then sometimes find out that you actually don't want those weapons. <laughs> um, but you can still get them as the random drop the first. And so mm-hmm. it'll let you do things like turn those off. Um, it'll let you choose your starting gear and and up you know play with a lot of different loot tables and that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're going to add some f- bugs and fix some things and add some you know, different polish and improved mod support, that kind of thing. So for the end of the year, that should be out. It probably just make um, that sells, you know, not better, but maybe kind of add some quality of life kind of support to it. Um, and then after that, we're going to start working on a DLC. So right. there's there's more dead cells to be had very, very that's, soon. That's all good news. I right. Mean, it would be cool to have a little bit of control over some of those things, I think. Um because some stuff you just like, and like the game would be more fun if your drops were relevant to you. Um, exactly. That's like it's just why not spend that crappy run doing a better run instead right. of doing a crappy run. It'd be really so, interesting to like, like I don't want to. I know that it would kind of break the game, um, but it would be very interesting if you could just go like, here's what I want to start out with. I would I would totally take a version of that game that was like Dead Cells for noobs, right? Um, and I don't think it would make me feel like you have to unlock it. Like you have to find it. You have to do that right. stuff. But I, I don't think I would feel bad being the guy that beat Dead Cells on easy mode. Like I'd be just fine yeah. with that. <laughs> For sure. Anyway. And I don't think it like just because you pick the two weapons you start out doesn't mean that they're like the max upgraded versions of yeah. those. So it's not like it's giving totally. you it's not like giving you a game breaking advantage. It's just letting you ha- enjoy the game a little bit more, exactly. I think. Um Exactly. Okay, so last episode, I want to say, I think it was last episode. They're all blending together in my head. We said that we think there's only room for two Battle Royale games ever. Unless one did something much different and somehow fit into that space. That game is Super Animal Royale. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm going to do that podcast thing where I'm like, hey, go watch the video for Super Animal Royale. Like, we'll wait. I'm going to watch it. Perfect. <laughs> he can watch it while should I Should I describe it to you? You should not. <laughs> There's a giant mallard with, uh, yeah. a, with a barn on its back, and you just dropped a fox in a parachute. It's an island paradise full of natural splendor. Anyway. I'm not going to explain y- y- it anymore, don't. but anyway, this it's is, ridiculous. Like, I wanna, it reminds me a little bit of, um, there's a, a South Park Christmas episode that I will not. You just said it's a fight for survival. For, for survival. A South Park Christmas episode that I'm not going to say out loud. Woodland Critter Christmas. Yes, Woodland Critter Christmas. Um, that it reminds me a little bit of. Definitely. Right? Um, these are adorable animals. Like It's like a fox and a raccoon and a bunch of other cute with critters. With rifles. With rifles. And, and swords. And they shoot the crap out of and each grenades. other. Um, it's it's a hundred percent just a rip on every other game. It's uh, currently in a closed alpha, which apparently you can get access to. And as soon as the show's over, I'm gonna try and get access to it because I want to play this game real, real, real bad. It's not really 3D. It's kind of a isometric overhead. Yeah. It actually honestly looks kind of awkward. Like shooting anything that isn't a straight line might be kind of hard. And I can't imagine it would be something that I want to play for more than a couple days. But right. I want to a hundred percent play it for a couple days. It looks just like adorable and gross all at the same time. It it looks it looks Amazing. real good. So yeah, super. It, it might not pick up the same uh, player base, but but it totally strikes me as one of those games that you like. I don't know what you guys want. You want to play some Super Animal Royale? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you play it for a half hour. You're like, okay, that was fun. What are we gonna do now? Yeah. So hopefully that comes out soon. I'm I'm very very hyped for murdering other woodland critters. 
All right, uh, to wrap up news. In our favorite form of protest. <laughs> <laughs> so Total War colon Rome 2, which is a, I think, a real-time strategy game, turn-based strategy yeah, game. I don't know. Yeah, they're real, real-time strategy Real-time strategy. Have you actually really played this? Cool ga- I played Total War Warhammer. Oh, there you go. It's, just, it's like massive army combat. Like, they're super fun. They're really cool, really like really complicated and hard in my brain, but. yeah, yeah. So anyway, this game has been getting review bombed on Steam. Like like Dylan says, our favorite form of, uh, you know, I, I don't even know. It happened after uh, a Steam user named Eric, <laughs> uh, Eric wrote a negative review that claimed over 50% of the generals in this game are women. And apparently that is so upsetting to him that he wrote a, like, I, I've seen it. It's like this page diatribe about how that's historically inaccurate, that there weren't that many women generals. Anyway, um, so that, you know, kind of broiled about as things do. I get what you're saying, but who cares? But, but, but the uh, the reply they did not enjoy was Total War. So this is uh, from, let's see, Ellen McConnell, who is a community content editor, said, Total War games are historically authentic, not historically accurate. If having female units upset you that much, you can either mod them out or just not play. People saying they won't buy the game because there are too many women, it is fine with us. If that's the reason, we'd rather they didn't anyway. Right. That's, a, that's a, honestly a great response to that is like, these games are authentic, like, and I think that's a really smart way to say it. Exactly. Like, no one's going to have just a perfectly historically accurate game. Like, what is that? I don't even know what that means. Right. Like, Especially, like, historical accuracy to something that happened, I don't know, 2,500 years ago. There's like, literally no way of knowing, right? like, exactly. 100% anything. So, anyway, they released an, an updated statement that is maybe a tad more um, politically correct than that. It says, in regards to the current debate about Rome 2, there have been no changes to recruitable female general spawn rates. But with the additions of the family tree feature and the new gameplay options it brings, playable factions may gain more female family members via marriage. If a player has their male family members seek a wife and get married, more females enter the family, as they do. This means more female characters may appear as recruitable generals, but again, only in those factions where female characters may be recruited as generals. So it goes on to say that uh, essentially there's a 10 to 15% chance of appearing as a recruit, women appearing as a recruitable general for some of the playable factions. The exceptions are the Greek states, Rome, Carthage, and some eastern factions, which have a 0% chance, and Kush, which has a 50% chance. Um, so – Essentially, they've they've addressed like kind of the h- historical. They made it actually, ideas. yeah. Um, but anyway, apparently, and the guy sounds like he was absolutely wrong in his assessment of what was actually going on. Exactly, which is interesting. But as you do on the internet these days, the response to that is not to just go, "Well, well, I'm just not going to buy that game." Then the response is to, to go say to their, it's a bad game. Yeah, the response is to go to the Steam page and leave a huge amount of negative reviews, and that's actually. Like, the story, like, we had to give you the backstory. That's dumb and stupid, but whatever. The interesting thing is, is when I went to Steam today, Steam actually now has a little marker. If you go and look at a Steam page, like, if you go to Total War Rome 2 on Steam right now, you'll actually see there's a little kind of graph, and it says, it's right above the reviews, and it says, exclamation point. Yeah, high volume of negative reviews detected September 24th through September 26th. And then there's a button that says, do you want to exclude these reviews? So you can hit that button, and this game goes from being mostly positive um, over its lifetime, and right now it sits at mostly negative, back to being mostly positive because you filter out all the stupid reviews from people that are doing stupid things. Um, Steam gets a lot of flack for not managing its 
community very well. And I think that's, for the most part, very, very well deserved. It's full of Nazis and stupid people. But this, I think, is a very, very positive way to say, like, hey, if you want to see this, if you're one of those people that thinks social justice warriors are taking over video games, like, you can actually, you can actually hit view only the bad reviews, and then you can, you can sit around and bathe in the pleasure of <laughs> you and all your friends hating women generals. But if you're, you know, a normal person, you can hit exclude, get rid of all the stupid stuff. And, you know, this applies to a whole bunch of different things. You know, I guess I guess if there was a horribly awful sexist game and a bunch of actual social justice warriors came in and said, like, hey, this game is full of awful, horrible sexist stuff. And you were like, nah, it's cool. You could filter those people out, too. It'll filter out both sides. Right. Um, Guys, they're just games. Right. <laughs> you know what? You know what happens to a game that I don't like? I don't play it. You know how much I've you know do you know how many times I've gone and reviewed Bloodborne really, really negatively? None. None. Like <laughs> and I think it's terrible, but nowhere have I actually posted that. Like I could give it a deservingly bad review. We talk about I, it. Like, you know, whatever. Anyway. I think our but our arguments also like relevant Grounded to the in game, video games. like what the game actually plays like. Because right. games are meant to be played, not it's not you don't have to like dissect um, games for like historical inaccuracies, just, even oh. if that was really relevant. Right. Like, I think, I think, I think there's a certain level of um, when you start playing a video game. I think you're doing kind of a handshake agreement that you're ent- entering a world of um, like mystical reality. Right. Like, so I don't care if frogs fall from the sky. Yeah. In a realistic setting like GTA, that could happen. I think the thing is, is like, you don't want to play a realistic World War I game. You know what happened mostly in World War I? Like, you'd spawn in, you'd be in a trench, you'd sit there for three days, and then you'd get syphilis and die. Right. Like, it's like, <laughs> you know? These games are all meant to be the highlights yeah. of... Trust me when I say, like, the fun part of, of World War One wasn't getting shot by a bullet and then them amputating your arm and you slowly, slowly, slowly dying of some horrible disease in a hospital. Like, nobody wants a realistic video game. And the first aid kits don't work like they do in no. video games. You don't it's, just walk over them and be better. So I have never in real life broken a vase and found a bunch of money and some sort of magical health serum in it. I have never killed a monster, and it dropped, like, a suit of armor and, like, 50 bucks. That like, I was strong enough to wear. <laughs> right? Anyway. I don't know. People it's... are dumb. What? You, you know who aren't dumb, though? Are peoples? People that ask us questions. Yes. They're all, they ask us good questions. God, they're amazing people. I love every one of them. The, like, the, the joy of my life is hanging out in our Discord because they're awesome folk. Our first question, as per always, Dylan. Hey, yo, Vinny, what up? What? We're going on. So I uh, I went and saw Dropkick Murphys on Saturday, and those people are um, actually from Boston, um, where Vinny pretends to be from. And not a single one of them talked like Dylan does. But also, they none of them sounded like Vinny does. But damn, Vinny. So I don't know. I don't know where Vinny's from. I, I don't. Yeah. I think he's pretending to be from Massachusetts. I think he has a very subtle. A subtle, He's a very a subtle, Boston subtle accent. accent. The, the Dropkick Murphys do not have a subtle accent. Yeah. Like, they wash the car. Anyway, <laughs> Vinny asks, what are some of your favorite cheats and or secrets you have seen or found in video games? Um, I wasn't a lot, uh, much of a cheater, I guess, but I would have to say big head mode in Turok. Oh, yeah. 
Um, that was great. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, people with big heads. And then I was I did know the like the unlimited ammo and the different weapons cheats in GTA by sure. city specifically. Um, I had all of them memorized so I could do like the different the three different tiers of weapons and then the unlimited ammo sure, and sure. stuff like that. So I think uh, we have to give a shout out to the Konami code because that's like old school cheat code. Yeah. I would not have been able to beat Contra without it. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm old enough, um, as we discussed in the first episode, that, you know, there was no internet for me to go look at cheat codes on. Um, you know, the, the, the story, the thing you'll read online is, yeah, my uncle worked at Nintendo and then they'd give you some sort of, you know, bogus, crappy, stupid thing. And so I spent a lot of time like trying to find the hidden warp zone that doesn't exist in Mario. Like there are two of them. There's not a third one. There's no magical block you can Oh, I do love the I do love the secret areas in Mario. I a hundred percent. And like I don't have this in the show notes. Um I think Josh posted it earlier in our Discord. Some dude just beat the record for uh the the fastest run through of Super Mario Brothers and it is absolutely incredible. He beats the entire game in like Four and a half minutes. Um, his run was almost perfect. Like literally a computer can only run it like a second faster than he did. It's wow. absolutely insane. So watch that. But so I did a lot of that. Um, there was a rumor that if you beat. So when you beat Mario once, it starts going into letters. So you beat it like A, B, C. Right. There's a rumor that if you got all the way to Z, like the next run would be different. You'd get a different version of Mario. I beat it like 24 in a row. And then my brother reset my Nintendo. So I never got to uh, never got to see if that one's true. But I, I suspect that it's in fact not. Um. Probably one of my favorite things, and this isn't necessarily like a cheat or a secret. It's a because you stumble across it, you know, every once in a while. Is um, Diablo three has this like I don't remember what it's called, like super happy fun world that you zip into, and all of a sudden you're fighting like rainbows and unicorns, but you're fighting them in a vicious, bloody ways. <laughs> and so it's, it's like this super pink, sparkly, rainbow filled thing that you leave just covered in blood. So that one's fun. The cow level in Diablo is fun. Um, at the end of Doom 2, you can find John Romero's head on a stake. Right. That was a pretty fun one. I mean, I've been playing games for so long that I've, I've played so many, like, stupid cheat codes, stupid secret areas, stupid whatever that I don't even – I can't even remember yeah. all of them. But they're fun. I, I, I think that's – I think that is honestly something that games don't do enough of any longer. Yeah. Um, I think it's very disappointing that most consoles don't have cheat codes at all um, because I think those are fun. And, yeah, they break games and, yeah, they break achievements and all that kind of stuff. But I like cheat codes a lot. And whether that's, hey, I just want to be able to have unlimited ammo because this game's too hard or because I like to do stupid things well, just, with Yeah, it. I'm just screwing around, right? Like, that's why it's a perfect fit for GTA. It's like, I want unlimited rockets. Like Exactly. <laughs> um, I guess we should probably also give uh, Hot Coffee a uh, – a uh, honorable mention. Yeah, that's pretty fun. A game that actually got all of GTA 4, right? That was GTA San Andreas. San Andreas recalled. So, yeah. you know, that that's a, that's a good cheat mode. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. All right. Uh, Geekopia, I think. Uh, we think. If you could choose the region and time of the next Assassin's Creed game, what would it be? It's a good one. I think that you could do something really interesting with like a almost like a Cold War kind of yeah. like modern Assassin's Creed. I don't I don't know like I think it it doesn't necessarily exist in our like real timeline, but I'm thinking like almost like a 
a prohibition era, yeah. maybe World War Two kind of. And that, oddly enough, that's exactly like, where I went to. I don't know. Like that seems like there's something interesting there. I would love to play a World War One or World War Two adjacent game. Like I don't want to play battlefield like i don't actually want to be in the war but i would love to have the war happening around me and maybe you could do interesting things in that game where you influence the war like hey i'm a courier and i'm taking this from here to here or i'm i'm influencing battles i mean but i'm not actually a soldier i'm i'm adjacent to the war that's happening i think that could be really 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 interesting that you know it's set in i don't know france in world war ii like that could be a really interesting thing i don't know where you'd set Excuse me. I don't know where you'd set World War One. I'm not familiar enough with like the the campaigns of World War One. Okay. I. I think that or or like a Cold War era, like nineteen sixties or seventies, yeah. either set in the United States government during the Cold War or set or set during like the Iran Contra affair or set in Russia during the Cold War. Like there's a lot of very yeah. very cool things that I think you could be like next to. Like I said, I don't want to be you know the 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 one I'm playing right now. I'm playing Origins, and like you're hanging out with Cleopatra, and like it's very much like you're in Egypt, influencing you know influencing Egypt. Yeah, it's fine, but I think I would rather be like next to the things that are happening. So. Yeah, it could know. also I'd, it might be interesting to I mean maybe be a part of the drug war as well, yeah. like in a South American yep. country, Colombia or something like that. I mean, then you're just playing uh, Wildlands. Yeah, and since it's also a Ubisoft game, you're literally just playing right. Wildlands. But I'm thinking it's a little like in the '70s back. Wildlands, like a little scaled yeah. back though. It's not yet. And I'm thinking even I'm thinking back to watching Narcos recently, which is yeah. a great show on the Netflix. Um, but you have the uh, at that time in Colombia, you had the Russians come in too. Yeah. Like you had this the communist factions. Like there's a lot of different. I mean, there's yeah. in a small country you have these different factions yep. there, and so it, it, there could be a very intimate game inside of yep. a much larger conflict. Yep. And I think I agree. Um, that could be interesting too, and it's an interesting setting, is why I thought of that because yeah. I can imagine the the dense forest and then the kind of the very dense city yep. with the multi-tiered, colorful buildings. I think it could be so, really cool. I think there's a lot of fun places they could take Assassin's Creed that they just haven't. Um, on the flip side, I would like them to stop making Assassin's Creed so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, for real, maybe maybe we could just take a step back. That'd be fine. Uh, Super hyper mighty weapon man. If I say that slow enough, I can say that name. We have seen our favorite plumber and friends. I believe he's talking about Mario. Tackle almost every genre. What would you like Mario to take on next? So, there's been <sighs> Mario RPG. There's been, I mean, a bevy of Mario. Uh, 2D side scrollers. There's been a bunch of Mario 3D Mario games. Tennis, Mario, Mario Tennis. Olympics. There's been uh, 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 Mario's hanging out with the rabbits in a tactical game. Yeah. What is what's next? Oh man, Super I, Mario Plumbing. <laughs> 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 Super Mario Plumbing. It'll be like one of those life games, like yeah. Tractor Simulator 2019 or Farming Simulator 2019. It'll just be Plumbing 2019 with Mario. Mario taught typing. Yeah. Mario teaches a lot of things. I uh, this is not next, but I would really, 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 really like a modern-ish uh, Mario RPG. I never played the original. I don't know how I missed it, but I never played the original Mario RPG. Um, and I would love a new one. Like I think that'd be super cool. Um, I think you could also do 
a really interesting um, first-person shooter, like team-based first-person shooter in the vein of, um, oh, shoot, it's Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, yeah. With, uh, with you know, Mario and, and his good guy friends versus all the bad guys. I think that could be a really fun, like, team-based yeah. kind of cover-based shooter. Not cover-based, but a team-based shooter where, you know, you and Peach and Luigi and Toad go out and fight, you know, a bunch of bad guys with interesting weapons. Like, weapons that are, you know, Mario shoots fireballs. And, right. You know, Peach can jump real high. And, you know, I think that could be really interesting with, with game-appropriate weapons. Yeah. Um, maybe like, some new stuff, too. I, th- I think putting a Mario skin on Overwatch could be pretty interesting. Yeah, which is like, essentially what you're doing. Um I, I I was imagining like Donkey Kong. You have the, yeah. these big tank Bowser, these big tank characters in a, in a battle arena. The only, like it's is is Donkey Kong a good guy? I don't think he. I is. feel like he's shades of gray. Sh- Perfect. So yeah. he's yeah. No, I mean he originally was the bad guy, right? But yeah, I, I don't, think I don't he's know where that of, stands now. But he's also the good guy in Donkey Kong Country. So is he? I mean, it's it all depends on. The enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Perfect. All right. Um, so he can be your tank, yeah. Yeah, he can be the good guy tank, and Bowser can be the bad guy tank. I mean, you could do it. You got Waluigi. Waluigi. You got Wario. Yeah. Hammer uh, Bros. The Hammer Bros. Um, like, I, I'm kind of imagining, like, Super Smash Bros. is cool, but, like, let me be in a, a 3D arena yeah. and let me run around. Let me throw fireballs. Let me do some giant monkey jumps. Right? Like, I think there's a lot of, I think there's something there. I think there could totally be something there. Oh. Totally. Um, I mean, I think the only other thing besides that is there's probably uh, there's probably a Mario CCG somewhere. Yeah. Um, I don't want to play it. But it or like exists. a, a, a to- like a, like a, Traditional MOBA, like a yeah. like a Dota dumb dungeon like, crawler. Yeah, a Dota Dota Mario. I could see that. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun. It's a good question. I like it. All right, uh, Jack Irish. He wants to know, and this is really a Dylan question. Um, if you were in a SWAT team, so just put on your SWAT team hat. Um, in a hostage situation like Rainbow Six Siege, would you go in or would you call in specialist units to complete the job? Odd question, but since Dylan has played RS6, it would be cool to know. Man, I'd like to think that I would, but I put serious consideration into being like a, a, a I can't even think of the word right now, um, one of these kind of people, but I also feel like I'm a little tall to hide in cover. <laughs> um, Who's that guy hiding behind that street pole? Like... Uh, and like if if you're a spy, for example, like you don't want to be the guy that sticks out in the crowd. It's like I am kind of that guy. <laughs> Dylan, so, we're sending you into deep cover in China. You're like, wait, wait, no. That's not. That's literally the opposite of deep cover. That's very shallow cover, and I'm <laughs> I'm heads and heads and shoulders above it. But um, I think I'm gonna send in a, a specialist. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get yeah. the walkie-talkie out. Yeah. Um, I do have some uh, good paintball hostage uh, experience, but we like to play that in the paintball backyard. Paintball hostage experience. <laughs> yeah, my, my buddy built like a like a a makeshift building in his backyard so we could do like hostage paintball. You have so you the have people, weirdest friends. I love tied it. up in a rope in the room, and you have to figure out how you want to attack this building. And there's different holes in the in the walls, and you can come from the forest over here, over here, over here. And I have a, um, a an adjacent question to this. Um, how often did um, you just leave the hostage tied up? I think the hostage got shot. Uh, um, the, the, the they're fast, brutal fights. Like they don't. 
you either you either knock out the uh, the enemies or they knock out the attackers. So over. it's it's yeah, it's over in a jiff. <laughs> over um, in a jiff. All right, yeah, I'm I'm definitely calling in someone. I'm I do not have the necessary skills to uh, rescue anyone when it involves any form of gunplay. It's not. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty fast, though. I can grab the hostage and go. I am also not fast. Yeah. Um, I present a relatively large target. It's uh, it's not good. Yeah. All right, Joe Coleslaw. So um, this is this game. This is a, this question is a little bit of a throwback, I think, because I don't think people do this as often as they right. used to. Um, but this was but very important back in the day. Incredibly important, and I think that it could be important again with the right kind of game. Right. Um, so the question is, if you choose not to listen to a game's actual soundtrack, so you push the soundtrack all the way down and you put on your own tunes, what music do you p- replace it with? And, and originally it was like, do you choose random game soundtracks? Do you have you know uh, a playlist that you go to? Um, like I've actually noticed on Spotify a lot of times, like people will actually curate playlists of this music would be great to play x video game too like it's very disappointing because i'll look up like i want to listen to that game soundtrack and that soundtrack doesn't exist on spotify right but some other dude's playlist full of games that he likes to play that game exists so what what, what do you listen to do you do this first of all or have you done this uh, in the past i don't really do this anymore um i feel like because i'm wearing a headset a lot of the time and that doesn't i can't imagine listening to like music and I, i'm more of a music person than, sure. than i would put on like a soundtrack yeah um so, I mean, but I remember you can, you can do this nowadays with Spotify, you can, right? In on an Xbox, yeah. I don't know if you can on PlayStation. Um, but I remember back in the day of the Xbox, you could load up your own music yeah. on your Xbox and you could listen to it while you play whatever game, and that was pretty common to yep. play like Halo or whatever. Really, uh, you did it in Halo, yeah? Interesting, uh, multiplayer Halo, sure. I mean, it, like this was probably not happening in most single player experiences, yeah. I would guess. Um, I'm trying to remember, really. Um, and then games like maybe like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yep. And that's like, exactly which where I did the it. Games had good sound. Though, like They had songs you'd want to hear, but maybe you just want to listen to your own stuff. Yeah. Um, I was a big Tony Hawk guy, and my like go-to stuff was all punk music. It was no yeah. effects. It was like... Bouncing Souls, it was Pennywise, it was um, Rancid, it was, right. you know, that, it was all, like, hardcore punk stuff. Right. Not not hardcore, actually. It was, like, just, outs- it was just outside of, like, pop punk. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I might have thrown some Blink in there. Um, but it was all, it was all punk music. That was what I always used to listen to playing, like, Tony Hawk or, like, the Amp series. Um, but I haven't done it for anything else. But, um, so, I got Forza 3, Forza Horizon 3 kind of late in the game. Like, I only picked it up maybe six months ago. And there used to be the option in that game to use Groove Music, which is Microsoft's yeah. um, subscription player, to listen to, to as a radio station in it. But unfortunately, Groove Music went out of business. <laughs> so it doesn't work anymore. Um, you can still load your own MP3s onto your Xbox and listen to them that way. But um, I don't own any MP3s anymore because I own Spotify. So I, I never right. did that. So what I'm really, 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 really hoping is that Forza 4 integrates Spotify as one of its stations so that I can listen to my own music in my car um, while I drive. Because that would be super cool. And the reason I don't do it more often just naturally is because it's kind of a pain. You've got to, like, turn down the music. You you don't want it to get over the top of the sound effects, you know. And I think most video games are better with their own music. But, like, car driving, like, I would love to be able to do that in GTA, too. Like, you know, the music in GTA is great, and it's funny. But once you've played it for two or three hours, it's 
it's repetitive. You know, right. you've you've heard everything there is to Absolutely. hear. Absolutely. So, and I mean, because of the way my musical tastes line up too. There's maybe two stations I like in GTA. In in Forza right. Three, there's one. Um, exactly. You know, so it'd be nice to be able to play my own tunes. So it's something I don't do a lot anymore, but I I kind of hope to do in the future. And quite frankly, like I, I I think there are a lot of games that that suits very well. I would love to see more because Spotify is kind of the official Xbox, you know, music integration. I would love if more things actually would put Spotify as an option. Yeah. So. Happy thoughts. Um, last question. This one is the most important question we've answered so far. Coming from our friend Mansox, uh, co-host of 8-Bit Bytes. What is your favorite f- – I just mispronounced favorite. What <laughs> is happens. your favorite fruit juice? Apple, orange, pineapple, grape, etc. Is this a single fruit juice? I have two, maybe three. So please, you know, just go with your heart, Dylan. Um, orange juice is classic. Mm. I really do like pineapple juice. Yeah. Pog is great. What? Passion orange guava. Are those the ones that are in the weird shaped containers? I don't think so. Oh, that's the those weird. Like the palm. Yeah. The pomegranate yeah, yeah. stuff. Pog. Pog. It's a, like, you can get it everywhere in Hawaii, but really? you can get it at Safeway here. And like a half gallon carton. Pog. has All a little right. fuzzy guy on it. Do you remember um, Pogs? Are you too young for I'm Pogs? I'm too young for Pogs. Um, and then orange peach mango. Orange peach mango. Good choices, man. Um, I like just classic juice. I'm a cranberry juice person. I love that kind of like dry I like cran raspberry. Of, yeah, Cranberry's a little, a little... I like it sometimes, but it's yeah. a little dry and I love that me. dry taste of cranberry juice. Um, I also like pineapple juice a lot, but I prefer pineapple juice when it has a Dole Whip in it. Yes. Yeah. And I'm very excited to, when I'm at Disney World in three weeks, four weeks, to try a Dole Whip float with rum. <laughs> anyway, um, and then I also uh, really like lingonberry juice from Ikea. I don't know if I've actually tried that there. Really? I should probably do that. Oh, it's dope. I've only really eaten at at the Ikea once. Ikea so. is like such a strangely good deal. Like you can get a piece of pizza and a drink for like a buck fifty or a hot dog and a drink for like a buck fifty. It's, it's, yeah. it's good stuff, man. Um, So that is... That is that. Thank you, man. Get Sox. juiced. Get juiced. <laughs> All right. So cheap free games. When I started this morning, there were none. But then a lot of things happened, and now there's a bunch of cheap free games. So um, quickly, it is your last chance. I mean, and by last chance, I mean like your last five days to Do sign it. up to get this month's Humble Bundle, which will give you uh, Overwatch for a grand total of $12, which is an incredibly good deal. Good That's deal. what, like 28 bucks off retail? Yeah. So do that. Uh, you'll get 12 bucks. Um, so far, they have also released that you'll get a game called Dungeons 3 that looks super fun and a game called Hidden Folk, which I've heard very good things about. Um, plus, you're going to get like another three or four games on top of that for the grand price of $12. You can go to bitemepodcast.com slash humble. If you sign up from there, we'll get a little bit of cash. You'll get some cool games and everybody wins. Yep. We've had a, quite a few people jump in the Discord and be like, I got Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to play this weekend. Yep. I need to set up some time to play that too. I'm trash, but I'll still play with you. Uh, game Pass, Games for Gold. If you do not have Game Pass and you have an Xbox why it's ten dollars a month and it'll give you access to some absolutely incredible games i swear people must think that we get paid by game pass we do not we just like it a lot um next month you will get forza four day and date for free ten bucks a month 
you get that game for free. So if you were planning on getting that and you buy a six-month Game Pass subscription, you will get Forza for the price you were going to pay for Forza anyway. Plus, you'll get access to like 100 other great games. Um, that will be out October 2nd. Um, October 1st, you will get access to Wolfenstein The New Order, which is so dang good. That's the first game in the the new Wolfenstein series, and it is absolutely phenomenal. Highly recommend that. Um, you'll get Metro 2033 Redux. The new Metro game is coming out next February, February 22nd, I think. So you can kind of get into that action now, uh, figure out what's going off, you know, going on in the weird Russian wasteland that Metro is set in. I need to play one of those games. I do too. I've They're not played so any beautiful. of them. And my brother talks about them all the time. I really want to try it. Um, you can also get you'll also get get Westerado Double Barreled, which is great name. It is a great game. It's kind of this weird pixely cowboy game that is pretty open world, has a lot of emergent gameplay. I actually own it on the PC because it looks great, and I have not played it yet, which is dumb because I bought it. Um, you also get Lego Indiana Jones, which for the sake of history is the first video game my kid ever beat with me. So. There you go. It uh, is not the best of the Lego games. It really doesn't hold up very well, but it's free. Um, and if you love Indiana Jones, especially if you want to play it single player, it's it's great single player. It's a little rough multiplayer because of the cameras, but still a great game. Um, if you liked the original Shantae game, which is uh, where you play as a little genie thing, it's kind of a side-scroller action game, Shantae Half-Genie Hero will be entering Games Pass. And then finally, uh, there's a racing game called Split Second. It's actually Split like forward slash second. I don't know anything about it, but uh, when they talked about it on the uh, Xbox Insider thing today, they made it sound very exciting. So maybe it's great. I don't know. Um, Games with gold for October. Uh, First up is Overcooked. I'm very, very disappointed that Adam isn't here so he can tell you how terrible it is and how it almost ruined his life. Um, But that's not not, the game's fault. That is not the game's fault. I think it's Adam's fault. (laughs) But uh, so fun. I've played it and I've really enjoyed it. I can't Um, wait to play the second one sometime soon. But you can play Overcooked with your significant other and see if it destroys your relationship as well. Um, You also get Victor Vran, which is a game I have absolutely never heard of and looks like a really cool Diablo kind of style game. Like It looked really cool. I think it's got online multiplayer. So it's actually one that I will probably try. It looked really fun um, in the footage I saw. Um, And then on Xbox 360 backwards compatible games, you will get Stuntman Ignition and Hitman Blood Money. I don't know anything about uh, Stuntman Ignition, but Hitman is always cool if you're into that kind of... Hitman Blood Money was the... Was it good? So good. That game is solid. I've never played any of those. Um, That's the one, like, you really want to play. Um, I think all the ones before that kind of were figuring out Hitman. That one really nailed it. Nice. Um, the one that came after that was was a solid game, um, and then the new one's pretty cool too. Yeah, but, I've heard that's good. Um, Blood Money is really good, and the second one's coming out soon-ish. Yeah, soonish. Yeah, I don't know. But next six on months, the horizon, the horizon, not horizons, not Zero Dawn, no. not Horizon Four, but a different horizon. This is one Dawn, the, the third horizon, I guess. Yep. Anyway, uh, a couple uh, mobile games. We don't we don't talk mobile here very much except for Lucha Libre, which we talk about constantly. constantly. It's still so good. I maxed out all of my little gummy guys last night. So, yeah, I've got maxed out gummy guys, um, which just sounds like gibberish if you haven't played that game, which is <laughs> dumb. Why it. haven't you played that Everyone game? Everyone has been like, yes, this game is amazing. It's, it's so free and it's so good. Anyway, uh, Nintendo has launched another mobile game. It is called Dragalia Lost. And by launched, I mean it actually comes out, I think, in like two days, three days. Uh, towards the end of this week. So by the time you listen to this podcast, unless you're a Patreon member, it will be out or out within a day or so. Um, it's an RPG where you do things with dragons. Um, I don't want to say that Nintendo's 
mobile stuff so far has been disappointing, but it's been kind of disappointing. <laughs> so nothing's really what I want to play though. Right? Like Super Mario Run was okay. I think it could have done things better, and the other games aren't just really what I want. Right? Yeah. Because I'm not. I'm not much of like Fire Emblem's not really my no. thing. This isn't really my thing. And so I heard I'm Pocket not... Camp had a lot of like microtransaction things. wasn't really my jam. Yeah. This looks really cool. Um, it uh, is a, a brand new IP. It uh, it looks interesting. You can uh, summon all sorts of characters. There's 60 plus characters, 40 plus dragons. Um, and it looks really good. Like that's something that I, I think is very exciting because like uh, – I haven't always been so impressed by some of these things, but it's from Nintendo. You may want to check it out. Um, it comes, let's see, it's available on iOS and Android, I believe. So check it out. Let us know what you think. I'm probably going to download it when it comes out and we'll see. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to suck me in forever because it looks like a game I'd rather play on the Switch. But hey, Nintendo makes things and sometimes they're good. We will see. Second of all, if uh, have you ever played a Professor Layton's game? No, but I've heard very good God, things. You about are these. missing out. Yeah. Um, the Professor Layton's games are how do you even describe them? They're puzzle games, um, and they're kind of challenging puzzle games um, that are kind of mixed in with this really charming story about a a detective kind of character, Professor Layton, that's solving a crime of some sort. And these have been coming out on the kind of Game Boy platforms for quite a while right. um, up until fairly recently when they started releasing them on mobile and some of the new mobile ones have not been spectacular but this is actually uh, Professor Layton in the Curious Village which is the very very first one ever to come out it's been redone all the cutscenes are in HD now they've even added a couple new cutscenes um, and it's good it's so good I played the crap out of this game when it came out on iOS and Android I think it's 10 bucks and it's just fun um, and it's perfect for playing on on mobile because it's you know you'll come to one scene and you kind of you do a lot of like hunting for the scene for like these little hidden gems and stuff that you can use to redeem for hints, and then you solve puzzles um, to push the story forward. It's uh, totally worth ten dollars, and it's, it's going to be really, really well done for for the mobile phone kind of interface. So definitely give Professor Layton a try. Um, I think that's us for the week. Anything else? Yeah. Dylan's got something um, else. I just reading one of these articles and then I saw an advertisement for Love Sack. Um, but not I, I just, can't wait to see where this not goes. Not just any Love Sack, but a Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Love Sack. Love Sack has partnered with Call of Duty Black Ops 4 to bring you the Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Love Sack. Um, which, if you're not familiar with Love Sack, they are giant bean bags that are meant for two or more people. Um, they're incredibly comfortable and amazing. Um, but yeah, you can get this cool, like, urban camo cover. Let's burn um, down the world, Dylan. That's or, what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I hate everything about that. I, this is amazing. It's, like it's, they're they're trying to market these uh, love sacks to gamers, I guess, I guess. Which they're awesome for playing games. And like you know, my buddy has one. It is amazing. Like, I had some friends that sold their couch and replaced it with one of the giant couch size love sacks, which is super cool. If like you never if you have, still have a couch, if you still have a couch, <laughs> and like you don't ever have guests over, I'm like, I'm not gonna lay on your floor with like you and your husband. That's the most awkward thing yeah. I can ever imagine. Yeah. Like love sex are awesome. If you already have a living room and you With then have like a den or a game room or something that also has furniture 
and a and a love right. sack. Like I am of the opinion you should have other furniture. It, it needs to be like your third your row. Beanbags. You know, like how every once in a while, like you know, like I got my my car. I drive to work, and my you know my you know wife or whatever has a car, and then we have a third car, and like either that can the, be ridiculous. Either that third car is like a truck that you use to pick up. You know, like you take loads of you know whatever to the Stuff. dump, or like you pick up your Christmas tree, or it's a Corvette. Right. You know, like like a, an old Corvette that you got to deal in. I had two friends that had like 69 Corvettes that like they just picked up and cheap and like you don't drive them very often, but it's cool because it's your third car. Like that's what your love sack should be. Your third impractical car. Right. And don't get a camel one. Like that <laughs> don't seems weird. Don't do that. Anyway, now we're done. I think we're done. Okay, perfect. So BiteMePodcast.com. That is like your hub for finding out all the crazy stuff we're doing right now. And I think we've quadrupled the amount of podcasts we're doing a month now. So go to Bite Me Podcast. You can hear this podcast always, of course. And then you can hook up on all our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Mixer, Instagram. We got an Instagram now. I've been posting stuff to it. It's it's fun. I like it. If we can get to 100 likes on that, I can get analytics, which would be real nice. So if you could go like our Instagram, that would be great. Um, but we also do 8-Bit Bites, which is our monthly retro podcast that comes out, uh, like I said, once a month. We released a new episode, I'm going to say, a week ago. So go check that out. That's actually in this feed. So you may – if you subscribe to this podcast, you get that podcast. We also are doing a monthly Hey, What's Coming Out Next podcast. So like we just recorded the October edition of that yesterday. That will be coming out October 1st. You can see what games are coming out and get a little heads up on what's coming. We actually all were there for that this week. It was a lot of fun to record. Um, and then we also do Bite Me Podcast QTE, which is a QuickTime event. Uh, it's all the news uh, fit to talk about in under five minutes. Releases every single day, Monday through Friday. Except last Friday, we released two of them just because it was fun. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I've done some. Dylan's not done one not yet. Done He's yet. going to. Yeah, Dylan's going to do one this week. It's going to be great. Um, um, Adam's done some. You can use them on your Alexa device. Yes. Pop open your Alexa app and search for Bite Me QTE. You install that skill, and then all you have to do is say the name of that device. I guess we already said it. Say, Alexa, what is my news update? And she will reply with all the things we have to talk about. It's great. Um, but you can also subscribe to that if you go to BiteMeQTE.com. You can get that on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher and all those magical places. It's also on Podcast One because Podcast One is nice enough to host all our podcasts for us. So uh, check that out there. Uh, we have a Patreon. We've talked about that. Patreon.com slash podcast. We have uh, – BiteMePodcast.com slash Humble, where you can get all of our Humble Bundle stuff. There's a billion places you can, uh, you know, talk to us and support us and do all those kind of things. The final one is go to our go to our website, BiteMePodcast.com. On the left-hand side, there is a link to our Discord. No, actually, that's a lie. So go to BiteMePodcast.com. In the upper right, there's three little, four little buttons. One's Twitter, one's Facebook. The other one's purple, and it's got a little controller. That's Discord. Click on that thing. And that will take you to our Discord channel. And you can come in and hang out with us, talk. There are tons of fun people. Like if you've heard me say someone's name in this podcast, odds are good they're in our Discord. So if you want me to say your name on this podcast, the best way to do it is come to there, hang out with us, talk, play some games with us. It's uh, it's a lot of fun it's to be fun. honest. Yeah. We get, we get new people all the time. And uh, some of them stay, some of them don't. But uh, – they're all interesting. So do that. And then finally, you can uh, you can help us by joining our Extra Life team. Yep. November 3rd and 4th. 4th so 3rd and 4th. That's all. That's it. Let's go. Bye, man.